seven minutes after eight o'clock. You're listening to WKNC 88.1. Joining myself, Jacob, and Betty Mac in the studio this morning is James and Kelly, and they're here to talk about Out Raleigh. They're going to tell me I'm wrong, but Out Raleigh is an annual uh, pride event that happens in downtown Raleigh. Is that is that okay to say, or is it is there... We go with family-friendly street festival. Well, and I, I wanted to talk about, I think that that's one of the really cool things about the festival is that it is really family-focused, and that's not what people immediately um, think of when they think of events um, put on by the LGBT Absolutely. and allies so uh, community. We do differentiate ourselves from Pride in that one specific way. We don't have a parade. It is a family-friendly street festival that's a very uh, stationary space on downtown Raleigh. It's in Fayetteville Street. And it's going on tomorrow, May 4th. Tomorrow. 11 a.m. And you'll want to be a little closer to the microphone, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Um, and we kind of differentiate ourselves from Pride also in the fact that there's nothing, it's all family friendly. There's nothing that you will feel bad for bringing your kids to see. It's just, it's. It's something you can be proud of. Yes. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. No tiny pants. Just. <laughs> no hot pants? Families outside having fun. You can have them. Kids but, playing right. inflatables. It's nice. going to be great. And and music and vendors. And yes, we have an amazing lineup of bands this year. We have uh, Christy Lee, who's coming from, she's returning from last year. Um, she stuck through the rain and played under the Z Pizza sign uh, for us last year. And we have I Was Totally Destroying It, Army of Dog. A Tinjin. Uh, yes, Tinjin, um, someone's sister. And many, many more. Pamela. Oh, Pam Salisbury will be there as well, and she is just incredible for our community. So, yes. and Justin Robinson and the oh, yes, Justin Marionettes. Robinson and the Marionettes will be there, and that will be wonderful. <laughs> but and and uh, who is the the keynote speaker? The keynote speaker will be Ashley Broadway, who's part of the American Military Partner Association. Um, so she will speak at noon. Yes, at she- noon. Speaking at noon, and I guess hopefully she'll be talking about like what it took to uh, get Fort Bragg mm-hmm. um, to recognize um, all military spouses as being part of military families. And Absolutely. so that kind of is uh, one of the big things Out Raleigh tries to do is to say, hey, fa- you know, it's it's not an, an issue of hey, this person is gay, this person is straight. It's these people are families and there's a connection and they should all be recognized in value for the diversity they bring to the community. So there's a a basic sense of humanity that she will bring to the stage, and she will try to explain a pre-don't-ask-don't-tell to a post-don't-ask-don't-tell, and what that has taken for the American military complex to kind of wrap their heads around, which is really funny since they did it before the Boy Scouts did. So always something interesting to think about. And the Boy Scouts are still working on that. You know, they did come out and say, hey, we, we may let gay boys in, but not gay leaders. Not leaders. Not so we we will continue working on that front, but it is it's a, a testament to the American people and the American system that you know we have people behind us saying that this is an absolute tragedy and we need to work forward on this. So I think Out Raleigh really does tie that back in to make sure that we're putting a, a human face on the LGBT community of the triangle and making sure that people don't think that it's just you know a, an invisible population that this is an incredibly diverse, incredibly rich culture that you get to come see us on Saturday afternoon downtown at 11. It's going to be great. How did this festival get going? So we had two, um, well, I had three very, very dedicated individuals. And whenever I get to tell the the little story is that I always want to point them out. So I hope they're listening. So Dare Roebuck, uh, Mitch Knoll, and Rusty Sutton came to the center. Um, and the center was very young at this time, too. So it, it was a very interesting time in the development of everything. 
Uh, and they decided that this was something that, you know, we don't have a family face on this. We don't have a real, you know, human face on this. We have North Carolina Pride, which is fantastic every year. But we really don't have a place for we, where we can take our kids, where we can show off, you know, just how equal we should be. And so they came together and literally built it stone by stone. And the center was right there with them, making sure that we were offering fundraising advice. Um, we were making sure that everything was taken care of on that side so that we could actually fund this and make it happen because, you know, in the LGBT community, we only have a few organizations that are really dedicated to this population. And when we, you know, raise the harbor, we raise all ships with it. So we knew that if we did something great for the entire community, that we could only benefit from it. So from that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from that, <laughs> this is our first time on radio. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> So from that, we basically took it and understood that this was something the first year we had 6,000 people come out and we had absolutely no marketing budget. And the second year we did this, 10,000 people came out and braved the rain. Um, of course, it was also the weekend of the amendment vote, but we still had an incredible turnout. So this year we're hoping to 15,000 plus. So kind of terrifying. <laughs> So it always is. And uh, James, you're the executive director of the LGBT Center, LGBT Center of Raleigh. And uh, when I usually, I guess, I grew up in the mountains, um, and then you know, I've been at NC State since uh, the mid '90s. And so I normally associate LGBT centers with uh, universities. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I grew up really close to Western Carolina University, um, and. Uh, a big thing that they play is, and how I, I think maybe a lot of people think of the centers, is that it's the work that they do is a, a place where basically kids can learn to be themselves and to uh, come to terms with their sexual identity as well as however whatever gender roles that they want to express themselves through. Um, but this is a, a city center, and I was wondering what kind of work you guys do down there. So we do differentiate ourselves from the GLBT center, especially here on uh, NC State's campus, which is a fabulous center. If you're a student here, you have to go see Justine. You have to go up there. It's amazing. Um, the differentiation is really looking at the different population subgroups. So you're looking at a wide range in an invisible population. So, you know, you can have these compounding issues. So you can be an African-American woman with, who identifies as a lesbian or identifies as trans, and you have a lot of things to overcome in that. So that we make sure as a city center that we're focusing on the entire range of the population. So from youth to individuals that are around my age, around 30, for social events to individuals that are in the aging population and making sure that individuals that are aging out of social systems and uh, you know social settings, that they have people to talk to. So we make sure, above all, that we're making ourselves available as a social center to make sure that there is no social isolation. Because at the end of the day, we know Isolation is one of the key factors in negative mental health outcomes. So, awesome. Let's listen to some music for a little bit. When we come back, maybe we'll talk about um, uh, Out Raleigh last year and how Kelly went to that and then became a uh, actual volunteer uh, through through I guess a positive experience. You just heard I was totally destroying it with the toe tapper. Summer State. They are playing out at Out Raleigh tomorrow at Fayetteville Street. Um, it is a family. It is a festival put on by the LGBT Center of Raleigh that celebrates family diversity. And I uh, got a couple of the volunteers uh, of the festival and uh, an employee of the LGBT Center. You're like, no, they don't pay me. I pay them. James Miller and Kelly Burris. Did I say your name right? Yeah. Kelly, I'm going to keep asking you that every time. Um, 
And Kelly, you were uh, one of the organizers of this year's festival. Yes. And um, last year was um, your first visit to to the uh, Out Raleigh. Yes. So, so how did that? How did what what was last year's festival like? What really struck a chord with you and said, "I can get involved with this." Uh, well, last year I showed up a few minutes before the downpour. Um, I walked out onto Fayetteville Street to "It's Raining Men," and it was amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I, wa- I got about halfway through the festival and then the rain started and uh, I took shelter in the LGBT Center library tent and I started um, I got a library card and I y'all give cards we, yep we have library memberships available for five dollars we are the largest LGBT oriented library in the south in the south in the south they're oh, all wow. donations um, we also have a disc club membership um, it's an amazing library it's got fiction it's got resources it's got all sorts of stuff. Um, but I started volunteering in the library and just got more involved in the center. And then this year I showed up because I was kind of interested in planning out Raleigh and I got assigned to vendors. And then we made her do it. it was and great. then they were like, oh, we, we would like you to be on the executive committee. So then I started doing that and that's how I got here. So what, what work did you do with the vendors? And I guess uh, the vendors predominantly are local organizations and local businesses that um, it is to an extent, but we also have, um, you know, national organizations like uh, the HRC will be there. Um, we have people coming from, I think we have we have one author coming from Florida. Um, we have other people coming from Georgia, South Carolina. Um, it's, we have, uh, you know, retailers, people that sell all sorts of craft Stuff. items. Stuff. Yes, craft <laughs> items. Stuff. Um, we have... I believe 13 food trucks this year, um, just kind of a variety of stuff. We have um, informational booths. Uh, ENC will have a booth there. Um, a lot of the local uh, community organizations are going to have booths there just to give information. Uh, we will have uh, free and confidential HIV testing there uh, provided by the Alliance of AIDS Services. Yes. yes. Um, and it's just where we have about 100 vendors this year um, just up and down Fayetteville Street, and it's going to be amazing. You know, we're talking about uh, Pride North Carolina in the last segment. What you know? What, what's the difference, and and what does that organization do, and how does that relate to the LGBT Center here mm-hmm. in Raleigh? So, NC Pride has been going on for about twenty years. Incredible organization. Um, it, it's more so oriented to the entire state. So we do look at it as not really another organization we're competing with, but again as a collaborative community-based organization that we are, we want to make sure that the Triangle does have its own footprint there. Um, many other cities have their own different uh, machinations of pride. So Charlotte has one of the biggest in the South. Uh, Asheville has their own. The Outer Banks has their own. Wilmington has their own. So it, it was definitely time for the, the capital city to kind of step up and say, we're here and, you know, cliche, we're queer. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so we just moved on from that. And I think you know, we do a lot of the same things. We definitely, it's not a march. Um, the logistics would be a nightmare and I don't even want to think about it. Um, you know, our little festival is enough, really. Um, but it, it, it's, again, a, a real testament to the, the true diversity of the, the South here and the Triangle itself for being such a young and progressive space that we can really generate so much attention in such a little time with such little money. It was interesting because uh, before I moved back to Raleigh a year ago, I used to work in the Charlotte region and in Salisbury, which is a town about 40 minutes uh, northeast of, of, of Charlotte. They had their own little um, uh, pride festival 
in downtown Salisbury, which was, I think, was pretty incredible considering that Salisbury is one of the oldest towns in the state. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the most conservative. Yes. And there was some, you know, and, and of, of, you know, there, there are a lot of churches in Ryan County. And, of course, there were some, not clashes, but there were some, some preachers out there mm-hmm. preaching. But the mayor of Salisbury, Stu, Susan Klutz, uh, supported the um, uh, the festival um, and and you know gave them a proclamation and, and things of that nature and it was just it was just interesting to see that even even in places like Salisbury mm-hmm. you're having festivals like this uh, raising awareness and 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 sort of and there they were it was a family it was a family it was a family oriented oriented festival it was Absolutely. very interesting to see so we're doing something different this year um because there will always be people protesting this type of festival and we we know those types of people uh one is that we have something called out raleigh clergy mm-hmm. so we bring together all sects of the faith uh community to come together mm-hmm. and make sure that they're represented at the community i'm actually jewish so we actually have you know our temples temple beth or is going to be there um Jenna Zerbel, a volunteer at the center who runs the Affirming Faith Forum, is Jay, excuse me, um, uh, actually will step in and uh, they're going to do the invocation in the beginning. And I think that's one big piece that separates us. The other thing is that we're doing a little um, creative fundraising around this. Um, So we are actually engaging in a program that um, other organizations have done, but this is going to be the first time our center's done it. It's called Pledge a Protester. So we're doing... (laughs) Uh, kind of like, you know, you do your uh, Relay for so Life. So you have like a Relay for Life yeah, or so uh, a Jump for a you, you get a dollar. This is for every protester you see, you pledge a dollar to the center. And you can actually fill this form out online and have it prepared so that... OutRaleigh.org? OutRaleigh.org. Um, so that when we are there the day of, we encourage people not to engage the protesters just because that's what they want. But this is going oh, to be something... Oh, protesters protesting your event. Yeah, protesting oh, our event. Oh, yeah. I see. So the people coming out and screaming at us and telling yeah. us we're an abomination. Okay. It's fun. Right. Um, so we're trying, to, going trying to, to keep what is a family event and trying to make it a political issue. Absolutely. Um, so what we're going to do is basically step in and say, thank you for coming to out Raleigh. The more people you bring, the more money we raise. So we would love to see this political dissonance. If you would like to continue, uh, it's kind of a silent protest because we know at the end of the day, yelling at somebody about your beliefs is not really going to change their mind. And I, Hope that they know that. But at this point, we, we've kind of thought it through enough to say, yeah, let's, let's let them come and let's see what we can do with it. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But we've already got about $30 total for every protester that will show up that day. And last year we had about 35 to 40 of them. So they could be raising upwards of two thousand dollars for the center just by being there. So we appreciate them. Yeah. How, how do you how do you deal with with uh uh, with those protesters, do you engage with them or 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 what? Absolutely not. Um, that is something that in all of our volunteer orientations, we have said do not engage the protesters. It it makes us look bad. Um, you're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change yours. Um, we're basically about we want everybody to enjoy the festival as much as they can. We don't want anyone to get into a screaming match with protesters. Um, so if you are there, if they are bothering you yelling at you just come find somebody that's wearing a volunteer shirt and let us know but they have the right to be there so we can't get rid of them um but we're trying to work around that 
as much as possible and kind of protect the people um, at the festival and make sure they can have a good time. That's our main goal. And if you're a protester out there, please come to the front and not yell at the small children because last year that was a big issue. And, you know, you can have a a discussion with adults, but please don't go to the kids zone and start screaming at a seven-year-old. Let the First Amendment work. Work. (laughs) And um, with the kids zone and the music, what other, what types of events do you guys have planned for the day? Uh, the Kid Zone is going to be amazing this year. Um, it's headed by uh, Holly Owens. Who's yeah, it looks like somebody like took the idea of a moon bounce. It's, or yeah, we're going to have a lot of inflatables. Um, Cirque Duval Studios is going to be doing hula hoop classes there. And also I want to mention at 10 a.m. Uh, the morning before the festival, festival starts at 11, but at 10 a.m. Um, at their studio on Hargett Street, they're going to have a family aerials class, which is kind of the hanging from silks and doing acrobatic stuff. They're going to have a class for that uh, at 10 a.m. It's free. Um, and then everybody from there is going to come on down to the festival. They're going to have hula hoop classes. Uh, Marbles, which is the largest children's museum in the state, is going to be doing activities with the kids. Um, they've also donated some things for our raffle that we're going to be having. Um, they're going to have some IMAX tickets and things like that. Uh, we're going to have uh, face painting down there. Mm-hmm. What am I forgetting? It's huge. It's, just <laughs> it's going to be massive. It's that big. Um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing time. Can Will the logo be one of the things that's being face painted? Uh, I really like the it logo for now. this year's Out Rally. Yeah, it's, it uh, it's, it's like an acorn wearing a beret. Like, <laughs> it is French. You can see it on our website, outrally.org. <laughs> I understand you have a website. <laughs> it may or may not be outrally.org. Oh. All right. Uh, and then, of course, there's music. Uh, did you, I thought you had said in an email or maybe in an early conversation that Deep South uh, helped Absolutely. some of the yes. music? So yes. the, the production staff is Deep South, and we couldn't be happier with uh, Amy and Dave. They've just been absolutely incredible. And I get a little teary-eyed because I think about, you know, where we've come as the LGBT community and what people are doing to, like, take up for our side. And last night we were at uh, Deep South for our, our small little kickoff party listening to Bob Dylan on their uh, on their porch and drinking and everybody was just having this amazing time and Dave came over and said thank you and it's just been a really great great opportunity to kind of do community collaboration across the board. I think that's a, a cool lesson that uh, people can learn from maybe Al Raleigh then is that when you have an issue or something you're passionate about you then can think about what skills you can bring mm-hmm. um, and apply those to um, absolutely those. That- and we'll always be looking for volunteers with those skills. So, um, yeah, we do still have space for uh, data volunteers. If anyone is interested, um, you can go to our website and contact one of the planning team members. Um, but we always need volunteers day of. You get a cool pink shirt if you volunteer. Galapagos blue is ours. Yes, yours will be a lovely shade of pink, though. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that's that's kind of what at least our planning committee is about is finding what people are good at. Um, like we have graphic designers and they've, they've helped us with our logos and with, um, you know, website design and things like that. Um, we have someone that's a good salesman. So he's been handling uh, our out guide, which we do every year. Um, we just kind of, it's, it's nice to get to use your talents for something that you're passionate about. And day of volunteers can just, will they be meeting at Fayetteville street where the festival is occurring or are they going to so be a volunteer tent? Uh, and it's a, the information tent. So if you do, um, we would much prefer that you let us know that you're coming, but if you do just show up day of, um, absolutely come to the tent. If we have shirts left, we'll be more than happy to uh, set you up. But yeah, we're always looking for greeters, um, for counters, for individuals running the kids zone. 
um, for people helping with you know, T-shirt sales, um, just making sure that the vendors are happy. There's a whole host of things that go into running a, a street festival, which I am not an event planner. And I did not know any of this before starting this job. So uh, I, I just think it's a, a small miracle sometimes. Now, um, the LGBT Center obviously is a resource for the community. Do you all do, do you get into uh, politi- political activism and, and supporting causes like that? So um, it's it's interesting with uh, how nonprofit law works, and again, I could put my really nerdy hat on and go into the extreme laws that kind of bind us. There's an election age and how things work. No, a percentage um, based on how many how much grassroots lobbying act- yes. activity so you can do. So election age will set it to twenty percent of your actual uh, fundraising base. So that's you know a good number. Otherwise, it's this nebulous, a significant portion of your budget, whatever. So the center does engage in grassroots campaigns and grassroots efforts. So one of our main tenets at the center is registering people to vote and making sure they're voting. Um, We don't endorse a candidate. We're not allowed to. Uh, We don't go out of our way to invite one party over another. But we do make sure that individuals recognize their civic duty to vote. And we make sure that people understand and they're educated about the topics in front of them. Like Amendment 1 was a really easy one because that was a grassroots effort. So we could involve ourselves. Uh, however, if, you know, say, a, I won't name names, never mind, uh, say a, an individual who has been not so kind to the LGBT community does um, come up, we, we do make it an effort to make sure that in, individuals are educated about the like their voting record. So you can say, this is the record. This is the record. Not. There is no endorsement. There is no piece that I can step in and say, my volunteers can. <laughs> Election night was very interesting, as yeah. James was explaining the yeah, uh, results, because he couldn't lean towards any candidate. I was not allowed to lean and my master's is in public policy. So when I'm going through these, you know, really dense numbers and talking about, you know, projections and how, you know, aggregated voting statistics work, it was a little nerdy. But uh, <laughs> we do make sure that education is one of our first and foremost tenets at the center. And um, be it a youth, be it, uh, again, a middle aged person like myself or the elder population, we have to make sure that individuals are getting out. They're getting out to vote. And that they have, you know, the power in their hand to change what's going on in Raleigh. Beyond obviously the gay the gay marriage issue, what other what other issues that do y'all um, do grassroots support for? Absolutely. So um, there's two major issues coming up, and uh, again, this is a question for Equality North Carolina. But we do we're partnering with uh, different organizations to make sure that employment non discrimination, so ENDA, through North Carolina, is making sure that it's you know at least getting submitted. We're not overly confident that it's going to be taken up in the next few years, uh, but making sure that individuals cannot be fired in the state of North Carolina just for being LGBT. Um, that is a huge piece because uh, trans individuals face overt discrimination. And they, I mean, this is a right to work state, so individuals can be fired for any reason. Um, or, or no the, reason. Or no reason. Yeah. And uh, another one is housing non-discrimination and making sure that uh, housing, there's enough public housing for individuals, especially in the aging community. Um, seniors more often than not find it more difficult to find, you know, accessible housing, to find housing that's going to be non-discriminatory. Uh, individuals are just really kind of harking on the fact that they don't have a space for their for themselves. Um, other than that, we work with youth homelessness, uh, with bullying. Uh, bullying is a big piece for us because there is legislation that allows us, it's the Safe Schools Act, to, you know, educate uh, guidance counselors and remind students of their rights as students in the school system that they cannot be told you know, certain things and they can, they're guaranteed the right to organize and have a GSA. Pieces like that are really important to kind of educate the community because some, some people just don't know that they have certain rights that, you know, 
hopefully will not get taken away soon. Actually, a lot of the youth programs are, the youth from the center are amazing, and they they actually make a lot of that happen themselves. Yeah. They are very proactive. Um, we do have amazing volunteers with the youth program, but the youth themselves are just, yeah. they're amazing. They're very positive. They The change that you can see them creating in their schools and uh, like, you know, with the Day of Silence or they were doing a Trans Awareness Day, um, it's it's just amazing to see, you know, a 14-year-old willing to put themselves out there and just the support they give each other when issues like bullying do come up. It's just, it's amazing to see. And we do, we also do a youth camp to help mm. kind of inspire that, that sort of leadership called Aspire. Um, but it's, it's just pretty amazing to yeah. watch. When, when is youth camp? Come, uh, like, so is that we do summer? it once a year. Uh, we do it at Camp Weaver in Greensboro. So it can be a statewide organization uh, of students and it's you know a safer place for youth to reach excellence so we make sure that we're doing outreach to the entire state and we it's a self-advocacy camp essentially so we teach them what their rights are as individuals what they're doing what they can do to inspire further change how to kind of build a, a structured plan towards that change so our first thing was making sure they had a smart action plan so it was you know it was succinct it was manageable you could do it right off the bat and I, I just like to say if if I had half of the energy that Half of our kids have. When I was yes. fifteen, I'd be president by now. Or if we were that well put together <laughs> at fifteen, I'm still a mess. What are you talking yes. about? <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing. Sometimes it feels like a downhill slope. Like at mm. fifteen, fourteen, you have it together, yeah. and then you become an adult, and yeah. things just get weird. Yeah, weird. things get weird. Uh, what, what do what do you tell people if they want to not just make change but make lasting change? What are what are some advice for? Well, change always starts with the individual. So, you know, it's a Gandhi quote and a Michael Jackson quote, be the change you want to see uh, yourself. So, I thought that was Voltaire. Um, it might be, yeah. It's not what the bumper sticker said. That's not what the bumper sticker said, what? Um, but it really does. It starts with the individual and it kind of breeds out from there. So the individual then affects the people in their close circle. So they work with individuals, um, you know, family, friends, closely that moves out to the community, that moves out to society. So we, we work on a model that's very individual-based, but it's based on how you communicate with others. And so we know by uh, Pew Research polling that if you know one person in the LGBT community, you are overtly, like multiple times, more likely to support LGBT rights. And it's just that, that clarity that someone has for being able to say, you know, in Amendment 1, oh, same-sex partners sh shouldn't get married. Well, if you know somebody that's, that's all of a sudden, if, if it's my neighbor can't get married, exactly. or my son can't get married, or when my you daughter make it can't, personal, you make it very political, and that's I think that's the most powerful piece of it. All right. Uh, speaking of power, let's uh, get back to some music. Uh, one of the other performers uh, this weekend tomorrow is uh, Justin Robinson and the Marionettes, Wonderful. and uh, I They're promised awesome. Ben that we would play some. So I he's like picked them. out. He's They're picked out, picked out a good Wonderful. song. I like them. Very entertaining. They this have a is... glitter bombed auto harp. They what? They have a glitter-bombed auto harp, and really? it's wonderful. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, this is off their uh, album, Bones for Tinder. This is Neptune. Justin Robinson and the Marionettes here on 88.1 WKNC. This hour, we've been talking to James and Kelly about Out Raleigh going on tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m. till uh, 9 till, the, till 9 p.m., and then hopefully an after party or two. Uh, don't you? Is there like an official one at one of the venues around? There's town? not an official after party, but there will be plenty, <laughs> plenty of to of go them. on. Fifteen flex legends. Everybody's going to do something. And it's it's a family friendly event, and uh, you can find out more information at outrally.org. And on our Facebook page.
You can can they like you or do they friend you? Yes, please like us. Like <laughs> us and on Twitter at Out Raleigh. And the hashtag we're using this weekend is uh, hashtag Out Raleigh twenty thirteen. That's easy to remember. And any last thoughts? Come out and have fun with us. Absolutely. It's gonna be a blast.